Hi, and welcome back. I'm Amir Sabirovic, and you're tuning in to the next episode of Challenging the Status Quo podcast. With our episodes, we hope to inspire you to take the necessary steps and follow your heart and passion in everything you do. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Challenging Status Quo. But before we dive in into our next conversation, let's hear our past guest. That was Klaus Kjeldsen, the CEO of Heimdall Institute, an expert in future studies. And, and this is actually the ultimate argument for having implemented a horizon scanner, a radar, a strategic radar, radar based on future studies. Because I would say even the most valuable company right now, which is, uh, which is Apple. So have you missed this interesting conversation? Well, what the hell are you doing here? Go back, listen to Klaus and come back to listen to our following guest, which is drums, please. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the next episode of Challenging the Status Quo. And today I have the challenger of status quo because he gets invited to challenge the status quo of enterprises. His name is Jeroen Jonkers, and he is UI UX expert. And he's, of course, going to tell all about it in a few seconds. And he's proud owner of Mr. Jonkers. Welcome, Jeroen. Thank you very much, Amir. So, Jeroen, of course, I'm very curious about your life story and how you got from zero to hundred or two hundred to to the life that you are living right now. So, can you elaborate your youth and how you grew into user experience, user interface design? Yes, I can. Thank you. Um, well, I, I I got born in uh, in in Rotterdam. My parents moved to uh, to Zeist when I was I think four years old, and uh, my family that shaped I think the, the 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 basic where everything starts from is a is an engineering family, a fixing family. When something broke, then we were always in the garden making the new shit or um, uh, fixing uh, the floor panels in the house because something broke. Um, my mom was a, a handicraft teacher back in the day, and um, yeah, that made our family very creative and very uh, hands-on. Uh, my dad had a company um, that he took over from my granddad, so that was also a very close-knit family. And um, yeah, I think that that is, that is the sort of the base that 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 shaped me. And in that in that maker maker world, I was always fantasizing about the things that were not there yet. That made me want to be a a Willy Wortel, an inventor. And this was the uh, yeah this this was this 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 became sort of a passion to think about the stuff that was not there yet. The the very first one I remember was uh, this Velcro panels where you could catch a ball. And the first year they were out, we were on holiday and we were playing with it so much. And I was thinking, oh, it would be so cool if, and I came with a hand shoe and that you had a suit on. And uh, to my surprise, the next year, there were these devices that I was actually thinking about. And this made me, uh, yeah, over the years that happened quite a lot of time that you sort of think of stuff and then the stuff starts to appear. Um, yeah, that's the that's that's the private side that uh, that 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 formed me. I have a special brother, a special needs brother, uh, who uh, we as a family care a lot for. But it also is the one that keeps me to the ground. Um, 
yeah, uh, the, the 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 best story to talk talk about that is that my brother, who is uh, uh, gets very panicked when stuff breaks, he um, yeah, he, there's there's nothing else in the world. There's no bigger problem than that. And I remember when I was living in uh, uh, in China, uh, I was walking around on an airplane and I had my suitcase behind me, and my brother called me. And uh, I wanted to talk about how uh, big of a, a hotshot I was in my uh, in commune going to that one client. And uh, my brother uh, had a problem because the DVD player was broken. And that was actually the biggest problem in the world. And it actually was the biggest problem in the world. And those types of moments put me so much uh, on the ground, on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the plane where I come from. Uh, that I regard it as a very important uh, uh, yeah, part of who I am. Uh, so that's the private side. On the education side, I was a, uh, uh, yeah, a, a, a struggling student, to say so. I saw a lot of things that were fun outside of, uh, uh, outside of the classroom. Um, when I came to the choice to what I wanted to do, I started out with... Uh, uh, mechanical engineering and uh, learning that mechanical engineering is uh, super interesting and I love the way the how, how stuff works how stuff operates uh, also something that I got from home uh, but I, I yeah, these detailed uh, uh, calculations and, and, and that specializing sort of uh, uh, didn't really do the trick for me and I wanted to know okay so if you know how it works how then do you shape it and I did a uh, education on top of that for product design, which brought me in contact with all these fantastic designers and, 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 and yeah, talented uh, going to be professionals that uh, showed me that I definitely was not going to be the best designer. Um, but I had so much fun and, and uh, uh, yeah, so much fun to work with them and to see sort of stuff comes to life and to see all these different uh, uh, characters of the people that make stuff um, bring things together. Uh, that I sort of try to figure out, okay, so, but if you want to make a new thing that is complex and exists out of different components, different parts, how, how do I bring that to the market? Uh, and I did a, a international business marketing management as my last education. And uh, there, uh, yeah, it was about the strategies of a company and that's well, what you learn in engineering and what you learn in, uh, uh, in, in product design school, that there's also this completely different world that you don't really meet when you're in uh, engineering or design school uh, that is marketing and corporate and what i've been trying throughout the rest of my career is sort of bring that together in the projects that i am conducting <clears throat> hey and uh you you mentioned uh, a book few weeks back which book was that that you just yes oh the this is amazing uh, i uh, have uh, uh, just finished the book uh, creative incorporated from uh, uh, from uh, ed katmu uh, which is an uh, which is the writer uh, which is the uh, the ceo and uh, of uh, of pixar the founder of pixar and when did in this book he describes how you uh, yeah, create a, a creative organization or how you manage your creative teams and at this moment i am on a very on the start of a very exciting plan to uh, build a uh, 
uh, a network organization to bring together those professionals that I've been working with uh, along my career and um, in, in a sort of a flexible uh, team that can solve problems for clients. And hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned also that you have been to China. So, of course, yes. I have never been to China. So, what was your experience there? What What is your key thing that you saw there that you say, hey, this is what we're lacking here in Western yeah. Europe? Uh, the, the, what we lack in the Western world is uh, is proper information about China. Everything that we see about China is sort of presented to us through glasses of our uh, yeah, political uh, political views. What I really learned was that uh, around the world, because I've also lived in uh, uh, in China, in uh, in Shanghai, and in uh, Beijing, but also in Berlin. I lived a while in uh, in France, in Annecy, and everywhere in the world. If you meet people person to person, everybody is the same. It's the same uh, differences that you can find uh, with your neighbors and with the person that you meet in the subway uh, in uh, in China. Uh, and this yeah, that 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 we are on average, everybody is the same. Also means that we're on average. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that we have similarities all around us. And if we start to look for that, uh, our world becomes a lot prettier. So instead of searching for what divides us, look for the similarities. Absolutely, yes. Hey, you've been traveling around the world. So, and, and, and success, of course, it's very personal, I would say. Uh-huh. Um, can you define how success looks like to you? Uh, yes, uh, the, well, actually, no, and yes, I, I have a couple of moments that I really felt like it was success, and it was always at the end of a process where there were people, uh, yeah, where, where, where with people we would do something, and at the end it is done, and you sit down, look back, and uh, that feeling is the success. Uh, that you can really see, touch, feel that uh, your work has a result and the people that you were doing it with you uh, uh, yeah, believe in it as much as you did uh, when it all started. So b- b- believe at the start and at the end when it becomes something tangible. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the making making things, being able to touch it and me- being able to enjoy it with the people that uh, uh, that you made it with. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, uh, when you would be able to advise your young self mm-hmm. at the start of a career, what yeah. would you advise yourself? Uh, the, I think that the most important thing that I am learning actively is to uh, to to have more focus in the moment, uh, to be mindful about uh, about what I'm doing. Uh, because if you want to, if you if you do everything, or if you try to combine everything at once, then you start doing stuff half, and then you miss out. Yeah, there is no half. You do there something. Is, yes. As, as Master Yoda would say, "Do or don't." There is no try. Yes, exactly, exactly. So full throttle, and and I mentioned it at the beginning, but of course I know you. Uh, what do you do to challenge status quo? Uh, 
yeah. So that I've, I've been thinking about that question quite a lot because I find it. I find it. Uh, uh, I find it that I'm gonna challenge the status quo. There's a sort of an aggression in there where I get hired to change the status quo because. Uh, that's the assignment. The, the the last thing that I did when I started with MrJonkers.com was to uh, uh, to work on a call center environment where I think two and a half thousand people uh, pick up the phone on a daily basis to uh, to resolve the problems of the clients looking into uh, yeah, screens that help them during their task. And the goal was to create a work environment for those people that um yeah that would make their work faster better if you look at it from the from the perspective of the of the of the leadership it it needed to be faster and cheaper and if you look at it from the perspective of the management it needs to be uh, better controlled and if you look at it from the people uh, that actually operate the environment it should be uh um uh, a pleasant environment that motivates me to do my work well and the world that I entered at that moment was SAP screens with click paths that sincerely <laughs> took, took, took four laughing? minutes. <laughs> and I was the, 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 the beautiful thing is that there's people that have been doing their job for 10 years and they are so used to this SAP environment that they're able to do steps quicker than you, me, in the fastest system uh, that is new because they are... Uh, yeah, the trained operators. My 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 uh, um, uh, task was to to change the status quo. But if I would challenge it, then all those people that have been working there for 10, 15 years, and I say, guys, I come in, I'm here, uh, and we're gonna do it different. That doesn't really work. So I really have to first before I can challenge the status quo, understand the status quo. Why are you doing stuff like you're doing it? And is this actually the handiest way? Am I being stupid by not seeing uh, that this actually is how you should do this properly? Um, and that process is something that I go through in almost all of my projects that I, that I really first need to understand. What is there? Uh, to understand the people that be, that are behind it, the users from all these different sides of a uh, uh, of an experience, uh, and what their goal is, and then with that information shape it into a vision that can be uh, uh, that can be designed and created. Yeah, I get you totally. I, I understand that you have to understand, of course, how organizations are running their business to be able to actually advise them to change it. And to make it future proof but then you are challenging their status quo because the most deadly phrase ever is of course we have always done it this way uh it is one of the it's what it's one of the sentences that uh, that i do meet a lot and uh i can laugh See? about that <laughs> and um, m most of the time people understand that that's a futile thing to say because that's not the reason that i'm there <laughs> hey, and uh, what what is your wish, your goal, and how do you try to achieve this? So your dream. My dream, yeah. So, so at this moment, and I think that it's also what comes from the interview, what I would like to do with my life, with my time, is to, to make things with people that also want to make things. And uh, at this moment, I'm at the start of uh, launching uh, the websites for the Design Network and Associates. 
which is going to be this network organization. And what my dream is for that organization, that somehow I will be able to find those amazing projects that I well try to catch within the within the, the the description the field connected experiences which is sort of touches on internet of things it touches on modern technology it touches on how do you do how do you use data uh, aggregated data or analyzed data to provide an experience to the users and these projects require a very specific type of thinkers of designers of visionaries uh, and I believe that if I'm somehow able to find those projects and enable the people that I've met to work with me and with each other to execute those projects, that I have a, uh, first of all, uh, for myself, a, a team that, that allows to make dreams come true. If this is working environments, websites, digital experiences, uh, you name it. Uh, and at the other hand, uh, I would like to find a way, how, how can we collaborate in a better way? Every time that I enter a project, there's always the same first step of we need to get going. Which systems are we going to use? Which tools are we going to use? Wouldn't it be amazing if we can create a way of working, a wow, that uh, just instantly works with any organization that you enter. Well, I know already that you're going to achieve this dream. And from a dream, I'm diving into your biggest learning moment. And I hate this fucking question because I'm asking you what was your biggest failure. But let's switch that. Where did you learn most from? What did I learn most? From hitting your head. Yes. From hitting my head, the, the, the thing that I that I hit my head uh, every time, I have to say, and it's still every time, but I am learning how to prepare my head uh, and to put a helmet on, in essence. Uh, so I'm really good at hoping for stuff, and I get hyper-enthusiastic <laughs> from that project that might fall or uh, yeah, that, 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 that thing that we're building. And uh, there have been some occasions where I started to love a project so much that I lost reality. Uh, and by which I mean that uh, uh, the project uh, was taken on by the big corporate with the promise that so much money would come out and me as a, uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a in a creative role was trying to make it into the most beautiful thing. Um, but then the budget was done and they had to uh, kick out a, a big part of the team. And there I was disappointed thinking that it was uh, me. Uh, and that sort of the pain, the, the personal pain that I felt through a professional love for something, that's, that's, uh, um, that's something that I have to learn to deal with. Yeah. I have to tell you a secret. Tell me. You're only human. <laughs> True. True. This means that you are attached to your work and you do it with your heart and passion and you love what you do. And when anything happens, it actually inflicts pain on you because probably your personal and private do not differ that much. Uh, yes, but in that, I do 
think that my enthusiasm or my 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 passion for the project is a, is an asset. And uh, the one thing that I saw happening after that moment was that I got scared to 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 dive into something again that much. And if I do not do that, then I do also miss opportunities because then you're not going in it with all your heart. So this Fear balance. Is, no, I, I wouldn't yeah. say a balance. Fear is enemy of progress. So of course you're going to hit your head against brick wall or a steel wall a couple of times, but nevertheless you will learn from it. And I I don't think I would advise never lose your enthusiasm and the child in you. Otherwise, you'll become a baby boomer, and that's not what I wish uh, for. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're then, we're then, then, then the only thing that we're doing is keeping the uh, keeping the status quo. <laughs> By the way, one, one thing that I'm I'm thinking isn't isn't the status quo uh, that stuff changes. No, no. Well, the only certainty in life is that shit changes uh, all the time uh, but nevertheless, my point, yes yeah and, and but people have found out that they can remain doing nothing uh and not changing and then eventually say well we didn't see it coming yeah yeah hey and and what inspires you Jeroen? Uh, what inspires me? Uh, the, the, I get inspiration from, uh, from opening the door to these projects. Uh, then, You're just uh, addicted to challenging the status quo. Uh, if, uh, I don't know anything about the energy market. I don't have any insights in, uh, in, uh, in uh, how that works or operates until the moment that I do this project. And then... I'm asked, okay, get informed. Tell us how how we can do it differently. And then you meet this world where all these people are doing their jobs and 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 working and 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 all these fields of operation that work together that I didn't know existed uh, or that I didn't realize that existed. And that makes me uh, uh, yeah, that makes me want to know more. So you're continuously curious about new things. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and and what new things will do with me? With with uh, so if I add this new piece of information, what will happen next? So thank you very much for that corner kick because this was my next question. What are you curious about right now? Um, what I am curious about right now, the biggest thing is uh, that I am hyper curious where uh, where the where this connected experience market is heading. Um, the technologies in the market are developing uh, very fast, and stuff becomes more and more easy to sort of connect to each other, uh, to have these systems uh, uh, work. And there are hyper smart people working on superb future visions what is going to happen in that uh, one of the things that i recently read was that uh, uh, that sort of yeah made this new opened this door to the new world so 5g is one of those technologies that i don't really understand yet you have high latency so you can talk quickly and you have more megabytes to send back and forward but why is this that handy uh, and I read an article about flying taxis that would bring you from point A to point B. And the vision that that would be possible in 2026 
if we have 5G. And there's sort of my, my brain clicked because that means I, I, I need to have my taxi that is in the air and sort of uh, fly it through everything and have it respond to, uh, um, to, the, uh, to the environment around me that is analyzed by an artificial intelligence and a big data system. And the realization that that sort of becomes possible with this new technology and that we then actually have a completely new infrastructure to design, to develop for yeah, everything that happens uh, over our heads. And maybe in uh, 2030, we will be here sitting, looking outside to the taxi that uh, comes in with mom flying over uh, from Zeist in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Although I'm all for that, and I would say let's sit down and uh, design a pitch deck for this, uh, I would say the market innovates, the government regulates. So I would put 10 more years on it. Uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> may, may, maybe you're very right in that. Maybe it will be even more. It will be yeah. even more. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Hey, um, now a very quick question, and I want three things that are on mm -hmm. top of your mind. So, three people alive or dead? With who you can dine. Go. Three people. Of, uh, the book that I read, Creative Incorporated, this Ed Katmul, uh, an inspiration. Um, yeah, the way that he describes to, to facilitate the people around him to do their work in, a, in, a, uh, in, in Excel is, I, I'm still sort of... Uh, uh, I still have that in my yeah. It, it's just the the, the 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 drive that went all the way through his whole career is amazing. Um, a guy that I've only heard good stories about, and I find it amazing because it's such a public figure. Uh, Willem Alexander, our king, not a very royalty. Long live the king. Yes, not a very royalty-minded person, but I I I I find it amazing that he's able to get that role from birth and operate it as he does. Uh, so I would like to find out or feel what kind of man that actually is. Well, let's, uh, let's and, arrange that. I will join you guys. Yes, excellent. And and, uh, and, and the last one would be one of the hotshots in, uh, in uh, Silicon Valley, uh, Sergey, uh, the Google guy, or Musk, or uh, what, uh, Peter Thiel. Thiel? Yeah. I would, now you're uh, naming four. You're done. You're done. Yes. And I'm actually disappointed because you didn't name Nikola Tesla, but that's me. Ah. True. I'm sorry. No, no, yes, no, no yes. more going back. No, oh. no, 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 no. There is no change. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. So I keep it. At, I will keep it at Sergey. That's uh, that's uh, okay. the, the the Google X. The Google X uh, uh, initiative is something that I do uh, uh, admire. Jeroen. Yeah. When you combine all this, your career, your engineering, your life with brother with special needs, everything together, and you have to have a ball of advice for our listeners, what would be your key takeaway? Uh, dream a lot out loud. Damn, that's really good. Dream a lot out loud. Wow. Yes. I'm going to quote you on this one. I am uh, I'm happy if you do. <laughs> hey, we have come to the end of our interview. Thank you very much for taking time. It was awesome to speak with you and I will see you soon. 
Thank um, you very much for this uh, this uh, uh, this talk and the opportunity to be in your uh, podcast. You're welcome. Speak to you. Have an awesome week. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the episode with Jeroen Jonkers, the owner of Mr. Jonkers. Most of the time you hear a recording of the guest that was already on the show. But today I don't have that. But I am freaking excited because I have Jonathan McDonald ready for you to hear next week what he has to say. Jonathan is writer of the book Powered by Change. Every single one of us, but also Business Poison and many others. So, and he is a perpetual innovator. So I'm really excited to have him on the show and I hope you join us next week. Until then, I wish you all an awesome week. This was Challenging the Status Quo podcast with your host, Amir Sabirovic. See ya.